All right, we are live officially. It's the Tuesday, midday or early morning news update. And so uh, today I'm excited to be back again for live stream. I got my guy over here, Mr. Paul Half Dollar. Paul, how you doing, my friend? Doing good today, Mike. I think I finally got this this set with uh, with the ways that it goes there. That's nice. How are you doing today, Mike? I am doing good, my friend. Um, once again, just uh, actively looking and educating and just trying to really understand where we're at and what's going on and, and give people another perspective outside of the mainstream narrative, which uh, we've talked several times before, will be very dialed down and diluted uh, to keep us calm in the midst of the need for preparation. So um, I titled this one. Thanks to you. I appreciate you giving me the heads up on this word, but I think I I think I gave it a great definition that we're going to use, um, you know, on this channel, especially on the Silver Doctors as well, uh, moving forward, because I think it's very relevant to where we're at now. And it has to be the, it's the word human malware. And so what I actually want to do is to give people a chance to better understand what I'm referring to. I'm going to share the definition. I just created this definition. So it's fresh. So Mr. Half Dollar, feel free to let me know if it's uh, relevant and suitable for what we're talking about here. But on the screen, okay. it says human malware, a portmanteau for malicious bioweapon, which you know means play on words, is any biological creation intentionally designed to cause damage to organs, human genome, or human body directly. By contrast, unintentional harm due to some deficiency is typically described as a virus. Hashtag that word. And so, in your opinion, how does that word describe the 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 word the words human malware? I think it describes it great um, because you know one of the things that's interesting is malware. Somebody's got to write that, right? Mm -hmm. Some it, my well, malware is code, so somebody yeah. has to write that code. So I didn't know you did this definition, and I'm looking here. Let me critique it. It's a biological creation intentionally designed to cause damage. That's exactly what malware is intended to do. So yeah. I think that that works good. Um, um, you know, viruses can be malware. So the second part is good, is yeah. good. Um, but then, you know, I guess it comes down to, is there just naturally occurring malware? For example, like Microsoft Windows 10, to me, that looks yeah. more and more like malware every single day, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so that's the thing, like, though, is, is, this, is a, this is the initial creation. Like, that definition is literally five minutes old so it's always there's room for tweaking but i think it's a good way to get people to wake up to what's going on because as you just mentioned it's created and mm -hmm. so uh, all the malware that we commonly used to from a software standpoint happens to be created by someone with intentions of harming or gaining access to computer systems for staff and things of that nature mm -hmm. and so i want to continue on with the same narrative because i think that this malware is created and I, I wrote down a couple things here and just to continue this on the financial side of things like, you know, everyone knows that we're 400 and something, 300 some trillion dollars globally um, upside down in the mm -hmm. negative. So, so so basically this planet is in the negative right now mm -hmm. in total. And so there is no way of actually being able to repay back and to live up to all those promises. Mm -hmm. And so my thought was what better way to disrupt and to, uh, create a, a diversion tactic intentionally to take people's minds off the fact that they're going to be reneged upon and all those promises, as well as usher in a new monetary world order. Because if there's, if people are dying in mass and I think this whole malware situation is probably geared towards eliminating or 
minimizing the baby boomer generation because they're the ones that have built this great nation that we're in now. And they're the ones expecting the most out of this current paradigm. I think that will really hit hard on the retirees or those of a little bit older age because of health conditions already. A lot of people when they retire happen to be physically not in their best shape because they've already given their 30, 40 years of their best energy towards their uh, livelihood. So I think that this malware uh, will definitely cause a lot of shifts in that. You know, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you kind of see that being the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, because they're going to be throwing money at it. So the mm -hmm. prices of everything is just going to be going up like there's no tomorrow. And people that are on fixed income and especially the elderly, they're not going to be able to afford what's coming. They're just not going to be able to they're not going to have enough money. Plain and simple. Because yeah. just yesterday, the G7 got together, right? It yeah. used to be the G8, right? So they call it the group of, right? The group yeah. of seven. It used to be the G8 because Russia used to be cool, but now Russia's not cool anymore. So it's now just the G7. Yeah. But they got together yesterday and like, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to support these global economies. And we're all in this one big team here together. So let's give it a good fight. And yeah, this is going to be devastating to, to, to especially the baby boomers because yeah. of the inflation that's going to come. Because you know, we're talking about supply chain disruptions and we're yeah. talking about economic recession and we're talking about global depression and all of these things. I mean, we've been throwing money in the best of times, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden, just minutes ago, the Fed did an emergency 50 basis point, half a percent Fed funds rate cut, right? So already we're just going to start throwing money at this. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, on. hold on, back up a little bit. So say that again, there's been a cut already? Yeah, moments ago. Let me give you this, uh, 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 th th like fresh off the presses. I just did an article and I got it up. Um, I'm going to put this in the chat right here and I'm going to also put it in yours right here. Yeah, the Fed just came out with an emergency statement right now saying they just cut basis points by 50 cut the Fed funds rate by 50 basis points. This is why gold just popped $50, yeah. right? Just spiked $50. And think about this, right? The very first thing the Fed said, the very first thing the Fed said, the fundals of the fundamentals of the U.S. economy remain strong. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. So, okay, this is fresh off the press. Okay, because I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. So, thanks, Mr. Half Dollar. So, the Fed cut fifty. So, so exactly, where do we stand now? Because we're already one and three quarters, or just shy of two points with the Fed funds rate. So, where do we stand actually, right, like right now? Um, what was it? Was it? Was it, I can't remember if it was 1.5 to 1.75, so that would mean we're at 1.0 to 1.5 to 1.25 if they cut by 50 basis points. No, we'd be yeah. at – yeah, yeah that's where we would be at. What? I would have to see – what does it say right here? Oh, right okay, here. so it says it right there. So it's at between 1 to 1.25, which means it's going to float basically about 1.125. So – so here's the thing. So this is this is a part of the distorted reality we're currently in now. And so if the federal funds rate is at one point one or one point one one point and a quarter, that is the interest rate at which the bar. That's how they set the borrowing costs for our monetary system. So they're basically minimizing it to the point where you it, it really pays to borrow. Like you know, for those that are going to be incentivized by taking out more debt, so this is going to impact the mortgage uh, side of things. It's going to ruin the savers in the banking sector. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> I yeah. thought that we thought we had an expansion, man. Like what happened? Like where where 
well, what happened? Like, how do we get to this point if the economy is so great? Like, yeah. And, you know, and, and, the, and there, there's a meeting in two weeks, right? And they're yeah. expecting them to cut again. They're expecting them to cut again on March 18th. So, you know, we're going to be under 1% here just in another couple of weeks, and they might go straight to zero on March 18th. Uh, you know, so, yes, I mean, this is just like – and, you know, it really, really makes me so mad when, like, Zero Hedge puts up an article and they put that stupid Photoshop on Superman. You know, it's like, uh-huh. this is not what we need. This is not what we should be doing. We should not be propping up a banking system that should have collapsed, you know, arguably in 2008, well, arguably long before then, but at least in 2008, right? Yeah. I mean, 24-7 market intervention and manipulation is not what we need. And we definitely don't even need the Fed to begin with, um, I think. Yeah. So watch this. So, you know, rates are cutting. They're going to cut them. So you're, you're, So basically, based upon the response to this, it's all meant to be preemptive, but it's already after the fact. So it's too late. Now, this is setting up for a very interesting spring outside of the health concerns of this malware that we're, we're, we're facing because there's a lot of things from that. We're going to touch on some articles about the ships and the protests and stuff like that just to give people a, a, a heads up as to what's going on in the, in the social realm. Mm-hmm. But on the financial realm, if they're cutting rates and all this heading into spring and definitely by summer, from a practical financial standpoint, you know, for your everyday person that's still employed this current moment to your average saver, and it's all geared towards keeping the markets high. And I think the Dow, I saw something about, you know, it was down 200 points. I'm not sure what it is now, but things are going to speed up rapidly. And so, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Mike, it's, go. it's interesting. It's interesting. The Dow spiked <laughs> the moment that the statement came out, but they're down. It's still down 200 points. It rolled over. So, yeah. Mike, we are at that point right now where the – where it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, it's like you can only get so drunk, you can only get so high. They, you know, whatever they're doing now is just not working. It's having an adverse effect. The markets are already rolling over on this, and now, they should be going straight up, right? Yeah. So good point. So watch this. I think I heard something, or I mentioned in one of my prior videos about uh, Sunday uh, or this past weekend, the central banks coordinating some events for this upcoming Monday. And so on Monday, I read something about Japan directly got into their equities markets even more. And so when we came out with a thousand point Dow increase, I'm not sure what the SP and NASDAQ was, but I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind is like from that little fake tweet I did last week or over the weekend, don't panic, don't worry. The Federal Reserve, the central banks will be here to help you with your 401k, your pension, all that stuff like that. And I'm like, man, like that's very convenient. The fact that the central banks on Monday, they decided to enter and inject and to buy. And so it's good to say the Federal Reserve might be outright purchasing or not propping up directly. Without without Congress approval. And so here's the thing. At this point, because we're in panic mode, it appears that will the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell even have to go to Congress for approval in an emergency type of situation, given the fact that it takes, you know, like a week to schedule it, you know, a couple of days for everybody flying or whatever, and then discuss it and then lay out the time frame. That could be a week or two weeks. Does the Federal Reserve and our government have that type of time frame or can they just give them a key and say, hey, do what you got to do? Um, no, I think that it will be done, but it will be done as a dog and pony show. Because remember, if it's all about confidence, then I think that the Fed will be with Congress and they're going to have an emergency meeting. I think that is coming because it's going to show that the government and the Fed are working together to face yeah. this crisis. Right. Yeah. So I think that that will actually be the case here. Um, so I think you're right. I think they will be calling uh, like, 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 you know, Jerome Powell goes to the White House to meet with President Trump or something like that. That would probably be coming, I would imagine, next week because it would because we're going to need something next week right yeah. so this week we got that fifth right now we got that 50 basis point emergency cut in two weeks it's the 
two-day FOMC, how yeah. you going to bridge that gap, right? So I'd be looking for something next week here, um, showing that kind of like relationship, like we're in this together, let's solve this crisis to keep you know enriching the rich at the expense of the savers and especially the elderly savers. Now, okay, so it will it be will it be solely a monetarily led policy type of event? As far as this toolkit, they're going to open up the toolkit a little bit more, and so they're going to give us what they want to give us more of what they already gave us. But now, will they also require the fiscal side to kick in, like also immediate injection of, or or you know, government's going to borrow whatever? But how much will the government be borrowing, and where will they try to send that towards? I'm sure, yeah, there will absolutely no doubt be fiscal stimulus coming. There's no doubt in my mind. I did an article this morning. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe we we should talk about it um, because I okay. think it's relevant to what we're talking about, which is why I think that fiscal stimulus is coming. And I don't even yeah. know if I sent it to you. That one I did about the casinos, um, I didn't stick it or anything. It's just a little article that I did up. Um, I don't even think I did them. I think I just did it as a Silver Doctor editor. But the point is um, – um, let me give you this link right here. The yeah. point with that is uh, you know, in Macau – Macau only had 10 to this day to this wow. like Macau, right? Macau is one of those administrative zones, just like Hong Kong, yeah. right? So Macau is part of China administratively, kind of like Hong Kong is or kind of like Puerto Rico is with the United yeah. States. Yeah. And then, you know, Macau is essentially the Las Vegas Right of China, that's what Macau is, yeah. and their um 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 their their tourism their not their tourism their gaming revenue their gambling revenue and their casinos has collapsed by eighty some percent an eighty seven point eight percent drop in the month of February. So think about that. There's not one case in the state of Nevada, Mike. Yeah. But guess what borders in Nevada? Oregon, there's cases there. Guess what else mm. borders Nevada? California, there's cases there. Guess what else borders Nevada? Washington, there's or Arizona, there's cases there, right? So so my point is this, right? Um, and we saw yesterday on Silver Doctors Live just how they can abruptly close a shopping mall with one mm. day's notice, right? Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, if there's a community spread, that's the buzzword, community spread. And if yeah. there's an outbreak in Las Vegas, are they just going to start shutting down casinos and conventions and shows? And if that happens, what does that mean for all of the people that are out there working, juggling two or three jobs, and now all of a sudden they can't even go into their job because their casino will abruptly mm -hmm. shut down, right? Fiscal yeah. stimulus is coming. And people who think that it's not, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. The government and the central banks are just going to throw money at this problem. But the problem is that, you know, there's only a certain amount of goods. And it, I think money velocity, right? Money velocity. That's one of the things that we're going to start talking about again. Because yeah. money's going to start exchanging hands a lot faster going forward. Mm -hmm. Does any of that yeah, make sense, Mike, at all? Or yeah, it, it, it all makes sense. It, it all makes sense. And so um, that, that right there, that concerns me because not only do we have concerns about just the, the, the malware itself and how, I you know, reading all types of articles about how, it can remain dormant or it can remain on the surface for up to nine days and, you know, all those technical medical talks or whatnot. So we can dive into more of that. But one of my thing is as the velocity picks up and therefore that's going to be reflected in people actually looking to move cash around and cash can be a carrier of the malware itself The where, you know, <laughs> I, I was also thinking about, uh, I mean, let me actually try to find this real quick. Uh, there's uh, something that I wanted to bring up about uh, how the whole digitization of things will be also picking up because I can see, I'm going to just throw it out there now, I can see uh, the introduction 
of the e-dollar coming real soon. And the reason I say e-dollars because I came across something that I think will be very important for people to see. And it happens to be some uh, a graphics that comes from the BIS. Let me try to find it real quick. I didn't plan on going there this, today, but let me see if I can find it. Here we go here. Yeah. So here is a article. Here is, ah, man, give me one second. And then I'll show you this. Uh, let me grab a hold of this. Um, I'm going to show you that was prepared. And it gives a good, interesting layout as to their, their plans and what they want to do. And it goes a lot deeper, but I didn't get a chance to grab the full thing. But uh, it has, let me pull this up here. Oops. So here on the screen here, this is a tweet from the BIS, which came out March 1st. And it gives just like a template or what's considered, you know, just the C C central bank digital currency pyramid. And there was a, some more to this that I hopefully I can grab. But the other half of this graph here, it has uh, just the CBDC says from the consumer needs, what's needed from the consumers. And then what does what the central banks want to make sure they can keep control of. And it starts at the very bottom. Their goal is to make the CBDC cash-like with peer-to-peer -peer functionality. And so if the malware is on currencies, this plays in very well to the fact that we don't want you interchanging contaminated, you know, paper notes. So the the E, so this is about the E-Corona, the E-Euro, um, and something else that was attached to this, this same form coming out. So it's good to say the Federal Reserve is not behind the curve because they're the leading central bank that has all this under their window. So it's good to say the E-dollar is coming pretty soon as well because I can imagine that as part of the toolkit, they've been researching cryptocurrency or, or the blockchain or whatever, that terminology for some time now. And so the E-dollar will be something that will be another toolkit that I can see coming probably a lot sooner than they anticipated. So that will they, what do you think they'll be rolling out something in this magnitude given the fact that cash would be a problem if velocity money picks up? Yeah. And I think you're bringing up a good point with as far as a rollout goes, because the more that we are talking about it and the more you bring up little cool things like this, because I got to say, you're on top of this really good. You're on top of all this push to digital that you call it. That's a great phrase, right? But you're on top of the push to digital. So, I, and I appreciate that. But the more you explain these things to me, the more it makes sense that it's going to be like the rollout when we switch from analog to digital. And that is going to be, we're going to roll out this e-dollar. That could be the fiscal stimulus in and of itself. Hey, we got yeah. this new currency. We're going to start giving it out and start going out and spending it, start using it. Here's what it's worth. Here's what the value should be. And then slowly they're going to phase out dollars as we know them today, right? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like they phased out analog TV. Now, so watch absolutely. Mm -hmm. So watch this. So as a part of that, sorry to cut you off. As a part of that, it's one of those things where the goal is to keep people spending. But here's yeah. a here's yeah. a caveat that will be of use, better use for the powers that be, is that you don't have to actually leave and go spend. You yeah. can still be engaged in the economy from your phone because whatever the e-dollar is, just like the e-corona, it's going to be based upon an app that you can use directly. And so you can still have stuff sent to your house or whatever. So you don't even have to leave with this e-dollar. So it's it, Mike. I don't mean to laugh, right? Someone yeah. was like, why are you guys laughing about all this stuff? Because I mean, this is, I mean, how else are you going to handle it? This is, this is, I don't know. Laughter is the best medicine, but this is going to be so bad in the United States because think about what you're saying. Think about what you're saying. We got to keep spending. Well, mm -hmm. if we have a global supply chain disruption, which we do in fact have, right, mm -hmm. then that means less goods and services. Pretty soon, you know, not many goods and services at all to pick and choose from. Yeah. But if we've got the human malware, 
blowing up in the United States, well, there goes your service sector. There goes your restaurants. There goes your entertainment, your sports venues, your movie theaters. So what are Americans going to spend their money on? That's my question to you. I mean, it's like, this is not going to be good because if the GDP of the United States, we keep hearing is always like 70% of GDP is consumer spending. But if there's nothing to buy and there's nowhere to go out to spend it in the disposable discretionary entertainment fashion, then, then, then where do we go from there? Good point. Now, just for those that might just be tuning in, they may not. What was this guy talking about? Human malware. So I just put it up on the screen again, and so it's a little definition I, I came up with based upon the concept of malware from a software standpoint. Because at this point, I would imagine that everyone kind of believes that this current health scare is intentional. Therefore, it was created. Therefore, there's somebody out there or a group of entities which we all can pinpoint to who, what, where, when. But we know their intentions. Their intentions is to call to mass disruption in, in the global system to usher in the shift while cutting back on some of their responsibilities as far as paying out these promises. And so there's certain sectors I think will be targeted. And so here's another interesting thing I think I come across through the alternative media is that the, the, the chemical composition of this particular malware is unique in nature because it's something that is has been created to not easily be destroyed, but it can spin and mutate within itself to harm different general diff, different people at different times different whatever and so uh, you know i you know i'm not going to say all the strands of stuff i heard is inside of this protein or whatever but if that is the case if that is a true biological you know composition of that weapon there i wonder you know at, at what point was this a part of the original game plan to cause this disruption because we all knew at some point there was going to be a catalyst for a reset I would say I, I, I caught me off guard. I would have never imagined it would have been human malware to where the best place to reboot the system is to attack the very entity that stands to uh, to offer the most protest and an uprival uprising. But yet this is, you know, was this was this a long time coming or was this something that in the, within the last 10 years they put this together knowing that this next this decade was going to be that reboot period? Yeah, I I think this was plan B. I think this is a long time coming, but I think this was plan B because remember, it is kind of like wild animal, right? Once you Mm -hmm. let it out of the bag, you don't know exactly where it's going to go. So it's not like war in a war sense because, you know, I would have thought because everybody's been looking for it to to be in conjunction with war. When all Mm -hmm. else fails, take us to war. And I was explaining that, you know, to my kids. They're like, well, how do wars start? And I'm like, well, here's how wars start, you know. The government rounds up a bunch of their own citizens. They shoot them all dead, and then they grab a couple prisoners, and they shoot them dead, and they put foreign enemy uniforms on them, and they say, look, they attacked our border now. We're at war with them now, right? So that's how wars start. Yeah. But in you know an era of 4G LTE, now 5G, in an era of smartphones and social media, you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. You can't yeah. do that because, I mean, you remember like those white helmets and all that? I mean, it's just disgusting, right? It's really disgusting, the false flag hoaxes that start international events. So my point with that is, yeah, this is perfect because you can't see it. So there's no way to dispute it on social media because you can't see a virus attacking somebody. Mm. Um, so absolutely, this is, in my opinion, the trigger to the economic collapse. Um, you know, I keep saying it's going to be a nasty, severe global depression, but who knows, you know? Yeah. Now, I remember we were talking about, you know, in, in, in December, you know, like saying the 2020 is going to be one of one of a heck of a year, nevertheless, a decade. I would have never imagined we would expect we'd be experiencing this in this magnitude to where it, it, it's 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 the beginning of the year. 
And there's a lot of people out here, you know, and as, as you know, you know me, I don't operate from the fear standpoint. I operate from the optimistic standpoint of, you know, everything is going to be OK in the long run. It's just, you know, the, the going through the valley is going to be a little, little challenge. But I'm thinking like, man, like, you know, it's not even it's it's literally the beginning of March. Now, remember the beginning of February. I was like, how bad would February be? What can we expect in February? So off the top of my head, I think we did mention that there was going to be some type of rate cut or central bank you know, problem. Uh, I think the, this was before the market. So January, the markets were at an all-time high. Trump tweeted, <laughs> how are you feeling, Richard? Da, 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 da. February, there's some correction. Central banks got in directly. Now, March, let's throw out a couple uh, possible scenarios of what's going to happen. So uh, you, you're thinking like direct injection outright, some type of public announcement by the president perhaps saying that will, in, in March, will we get an actual another press conference from the president saying you know, like now's the time to prepare, even though it, we're a month into the cycle of everybody now experiencing something in more cities. What, what, at what point will President Trump come on national television and declare a national emergency? Good question. I don't think he's, I don't think anybody in the government's ever going to tell us to prepare. Um, here's, 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 I, I want to answer that question, but kind of in a different angle because you're making me think of a couple things. All right. You know, we keep hearing about like it's going to get better once the weather warms up. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to get better once the weather warms up because everybody's talking about, well, it's like the flu and the flu has seasons and it's better in the winter and whatnot. What if it's like HIV, right? HIV doesn't discriminate against the weather like that, right? So we don't know. I mean, we don't know. And since everybody's expecting it to get better in the spring, bam, that's when they hit them with the shocker, right? That's That's when it's not getting better by the springtime. That's when it's getting worse. So, yeah. I think that it's not going to be an announcement to get prepared, but I think it will be an announcement that there will be fiscal stimulus and go out and spend. The question is, is the Fed's actions in March going to be enough? Because the Fed's actions are today and they're on the 18th. If that's not enough, which I don't think it is enough, right? The stock market's down 550 points right now, Mike. Right now. So So here's the thing. They just cut emergency 50 basis points and the stock market's down 550 points. So oh. so watch this. So here's the thing. You use the word enough. Enough to do what? Like to prop it up, to keep it going, or what? Like yes. what do you what do you, what does enough mean? Yes, exactly. Because you know, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is because the whole point of this is to keep that prop market stocked up and to yeah. keep the banking system afloat and everything else that they're trying to do with the finance what I call a bastardized financial system. That is what we have, right? We yeah. have financial engineering of the most vile. But, you know, if it's not enough, which it's looking like it's not enough right now, you know, you would think that that the markets will be bouncing off of this good market news, right? If it's not enough, then they're going to have to come out with that fiscal stimulus this month. Um, And we'll know a lot by the end of this week, actually, because I have a feeling that by the end of this week, you know, we're going to see a turn in these metals. We might have already seen them now, but, you know, there's going to be thousands of cases in the U.S. pretty soon. There's already over 100. Mm. So if there's sort of a stimulus, so at this point, like, you know, I, here's my opinion. If this is going to be, if this human malware is going to be a societal disruptor, there is no, there is no number that you can inject to keep confidence because me, more people are concerned with their, will be concerned with their health yes. than they will be their, their pockets. Yes. And people will be concerned with 
pretty soon here getting those dollars out of their hands. And I'm not talking about like literally, I'm talking about like just in general, they're going to want to get out of their dollars and get into real things because people are going to quickly realize that the real things that are floating around in this world are not floating around in this world anymore. And that there's going to be, there's just simply too much money that's been printed and it's got to find a place to go. Right. Um, I think on Friday I said like the people who see this now will be rewarded. The people who see this early will be spared but the people who see this too late will be devastated. And that's now, literally what's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing to think about. At this current moment, if if so, if this human malware happens to be a game-changing creation, numbers really don't matter at this point, in, in my personal opinion. So as the conventional financial markets drop significantly, if this it ends up being the case, and metal skyrocket, what good is an ounce of of of, a, of silver at a thousand dollars if they just injected four or five six trillion? The balance sheet shot up to twenty trillion. Retirement accounts is you know the stock market is now at a hundred thousand dial, but no, it's no confidence. Velocity's picked up. Scarcity of supply chain. You know, will having silver reach all time highs really be of importance? Um, I mean, I think it will because it's going to be with the rebuilding, right? Because life has to go on and things have to still get produced and crops Mm -hmm. still have to grow. And I mean, you know, yes, will it be a struggle? Absolutely. But life still has to go on. That's why I say like, you know, the people who are going to be leading this in the future are going to be the people who made the prudent decisions to buy, you know, productive land, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can turn that silver, you can turn that gold into productive real estate for that matter. So yes, yeah. as a tool, right? Mm-hmm. So what good will it be? Well, it will be good for whatever reason that money would be good for, right? Which yeah. is like, in my opinion, arguably one of the most important human tools, right? Because yeah, yeah you've got like, you know, the, the 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 hatchet, right? Like, or the knife, right? Like that's an important human tool. But money, that's kind of different because money is one of those human tools where you can get other people to do things, right? Yeah. So so money can pay for things. Money can do lots of things. And that's what silver is. So absolutely, silver will be worthwhile this whole time because life and civilization supposedly will go on, right? Yeah. Now watch this. Here's another thought. And so, of course, I'm not like, you know, being, a, you know, like, you know, downplaying this or whatever, but just throwing out possible scenarios, because if this is that societal disruptor of human life, then a majority of the stackers won't necessarily be around to enjoy the wealth gain or the wealth transfer. So there end up there might end up being a good portion of the planet that might have prepared that just, you know, through whatever circumstance happened to be a casualty to this uh, human software to where a lot of the people who did all spent all their time stacking, preparing, accumulating may not get a chance to actually have access to that metal because they're no longer here or whatever to where I, you know, so this is just like on some, like some scary movie type talk, just coming out of my head, you know, I could put the hat on and go too far, but I want to scare people. Yeah. But in this rebuilding phase, if the population happens to dip down to what the agenda 2030, 2021 is, you know, type of numbers, then at that point, majority of those people still left alive, which will be kids because adults, I believe this human software weapon is targeting adults currently. So if our younger generation happens to live a little longer, they have no clue as to what metals really are. So I can imagine the metals pretty much going underutilized because once again, kids apart, some of them don't know the monetary value of metals to where it'll be easier to roll out the E dollar and the E whatever in a crisis type of situation to rebuild where the metals sit in people's vaults and stuff like that, because the people who are aware and was knowledgeable might be gone. 
Yeah, I don't know. I would disagree with that. I would disagree okay, with ahead, that. Please do. Yes, I like that. Because yeah. I think that it's like my sea turtle analogy, right. right? I think that it is in our genes that we instinctively know that gold and silver are money. And if yeah. it's the type of population reducing crisis that you're talking about, then especially in that case. Yeah. Just like those sea turtles hatch on the beach and they yeah. instinctively know which way to go to get to the ocean, right? We instinctively yeah. know that gold and silver are money. So through this crisis, at one point it will come back, right? Because mm -hmm. You know, something has to be said for 5,000 years of human history, right? Something yeah. has to be said for that. So, you know, kind of like, um, you know, we, we've, we've domesticated dogs in that sense. So in another sense, we've also instinctively known what gold and silver are and that yeah. they're money. So, yeah. you know, I, I would say that, that it will be used absolutely still through this, even though, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about pretty much nobody alive today, very few people. Right, just the hardcore silver bugs and gold bugs, pretty much at this point anymore. But very few people alive today understand and know what real money is. But I do have hope that they will, that that gene will click, right? Something will click, and then uh, then that gene will wake up. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. And so, yeah. And so, I, I overall, over overall, very optimistic in how this will play out. You know, it's going to be an adjustment phase as this all unfolds, but life will go on because this is not, in my opinion, how this is supposed to end. So yeah. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. Let me cut you off for just one second. I'm sorry. No, for go cutting ahead, you go off. Ahead. Go but, ahead. Cause here's the thing, right? Like, like the one thing that I, I keep thinking about more and more lately, um, mm -hmm. especially when through relation to what they let happen with the cryptos and with Bitcoin over the past few years mm -hmm. Is that that's actually backfiring on them for for allowing them to run because by allowing the cryptos and Bitcoin to run and then crashing them, what does that do? That gets people to think about well, what is money then, right? Mm -hmm. And then if a person thinks about well, what is money, then all roads lead to gold and silver, just like all roads lead to Rome, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know. I'm actually even more hopeful now, right? Mm -hmm. As these systems break down, what if the grids go down, right? What if so many people die off that you can't even keep the grids going, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you can't keep the power grids going, because remember, <laughs> a silver coin in your hand, you don't have to have an internet connection. You don't have to have 256-bit AES encryption. You don't have to have <laughs> nodes. You don't have to have none of that stuff, Yeah. right? So, you know, if this human malware... Is that bad? Then, then you're not going to want to have that anyway. In my yeah. opinion, my opinion. Yeah. But, good point. You know, good point. There. Hey, man. So I'm rambling again. I apologize. Hey, that. that's what these shows are about, man. To share our insights because, as you, as everyone noticed, you know, as we discuss and bounce ideas off each other, that's what triggers new inspirational thoughts. Yeah, and absolutely. so, no rants, no additional thoughts. We will be sticking to a script and just like you know, look. We will be literally reading off a teleprompter if we just stuck to the script. So, uh, it's all good. One Go more ahead. thing I just want to bring up before we conclude today, um, yeah. and then when we touch base again tomorrow, I just got to bring this up. Do you, do you still have that link I sent you about that cruise ship? Um, because this is kind of interesting. This is yeah. showing like the social, like we're getting into like high tide as far as like the social mood. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, here it is. I got it right here. So I got it. I got oh. it. So just just think about this, right? You know, for people who don't understand the way that cruise ships work, I haven't been on oh, this plane on my head again. So let me. There we go. So the way that, you know, I haven't been on a cruise ship since I was a kid, but the way that it works is cruises go around and then they stop at docks in different ports, right? Mm -hmm. And then the cruise ship resupplies and they, and they, you know, whatever. And then the cruise ship people, right, the people that are taking the cruise, they get off, they go around the town for a few hours or maybe mm -hmm. a day or whatever it is. And then the cruise goes off and they cruise again and then they port to the next dock. 
Well, what's happening now is these cruise ships that are already out, they're starting to come to the ports and people are starting to protest these things. And they're like, get the heck out of here. We do not want this cruise ship here. And now like the protests are starting to turn violent. They were like setting stuff on fire and throwing rocks and stuff. And there's not one confirmed case on this cruise ship. So do you see what I mean? This is turning into one of those things where like, you know, you don't even want, you know, there, there's no confirmed human malware on that ship. And it's starting to turn violent. You can see the social moods shifting here. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be something that we kind of need to watch because, you know, this people are definitely, if they haven't already or if they're still holding out hope that, you know, this summer we're taking this cruise ship we've never taken before. We've been planning for five years. I think that a lot of those plans are going to start getting scrapped here very soon. Yeah, I would agree. And so so just so just from the artist, the, the, the great cut just happened a minute ago. The Dow dropping now. It's still early. We're not even at noon yet. So, you know, by the time the market's closed, this could be a historical day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we will then wake up again tomorrow to more interesting news, because once again, if they can cut, 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 nothing happens. They can interject, interject, interject and nothing happens. Then what? Like so. Um, yeah, this this is this is where interesting times, interesting mm-hmm. times, and we just covered some of the basic things. We didn't really get too deep into much else, but I, I just want to make sure I introduce thanks to Mr. Half Dollar the word human malware. <laughs> so for those that you know watch the replay, you see this definition here. Uh, this is a good way of looking at what we're experiencing now. It's created intentionally to cause this disruption for the rebooting of our system because I think the goal was probably just to speed this thing up. Now we, we can continue this on another time. But is this a part of the game plan that President Trump was already a part of? Or is there any chance that he was caught off guard by this at all? Mm, I don't he, know. He's, he's, he's touting wanting a second term. What do you need a second term for? Like, you know, it, you know, do something in the first, do, do something substantial within your first term to make to make the second term an automatic shoe in because it'd be a no-brainer. So yeah. is this a way of the financial establishment of unleashing something to, to disrupt the second term? Because they could have been concerned with him not no longer playing ball, or is this all a part of the initial script in the first place? No, I think it's all a part of the initial script in the first place. I think all that right. President Trump is a deep state globalist in Patriots clothing. So I did not think that he's a good guy. I <laughs> yeah. think that he's a false patriot, and I think that he is pretty evil and pretty vile. Yeah. Um, personally, that's just my own personal opinion of that. Yeah. So I think that he's in on it. I do not think that he's a good guy. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, I think this is all part of it. And that goes back to if enough crumbs and there's nothing left for America as far as wealth goes, then they're ready to just bring America to its breaking point and bring America down to its knees. And, uh, you know, we are woefully unprepared for this. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing, right? They're saying we're the best prepared in the world. Mike, we're the worst prepared in the world for this. We're the worst prepared right. in the world for this, right? Right. And, and, and using that John Hopkins, uh, does uh, John Hopkins says, like, it says, John Hopkins says that we're number one in the world for. Okay. So anyway, but uh, to, to, to for more for another day, Mr. Half Dollar, I appreciate you for taking time to join me here on RTD News Update. Uh, as always, man, you bring a lot of very valuable insights, and you you spark my insights to take me out there too. So I appreciate you. And other than that, everybody, uh, it's been great hanging out this afternoon. Stay in tune to what's going on, prepared and everything else. Stay prayed up, more importantly. Give it to God. Let God do what he has to do. Because I'm very optimistic in the fact that God you know, I, uh, he knows what's going on. So nothing surprises him. Thank God. So uh, other than that, um, that is it. Mr. Half Dollar. Let's do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place, different channel.